Digital design is not just for large enterprises. It impacts organizations of all sizes in both the public and private sectors. So how do we take full advantage of it? I am Scott Smith for Gartner ThinkCast, and we've got Gartner EXP Senior Executive Partner Rachel Ratcliffe back on the line as she continues her conversation with her fellow Gartner Australia compatriot, Research Vice President Brian Prentice. Rachel, I'll send it back to you. You talk about clients, users, customers actually using the system, and I guess that commercial organizations have an advantage in that they have the funding, they have the innovation and the tolerance to bring customers in and do kind of customer testing and user testing, et cetera. Where does public sector fit into this and the low tolerance level for failure? We hear, you know, we've got to prototype and fail fast, but where do you mm-hmm. see that fitting into a public sector CIO's remit? in terms of citizen engagement and systems that cannot fail? Look, I think that sometimes the uh, public sector gives themselves a bit of a bad rap. You know, I don't think that their situation is quite as dire as they sometimes think it is or that the private sector is quite as good as they think it is. You know, to your point about, you know, worrying about failure, right? Actually, maybe from my experience, I frame it a little bit different. I think that there is, within public sector, a higher aversion to risk, right? So I think that when you start to get to the senior levels of government, obviously when things go wrong, then it looks really bad for them. And there is a whole mechanism, right, within the politics and media to sort of really amplify and accentuate (laughs) failures. So that is certainly a legitimate concern. But I think past that, there is a legitimate interest within public sector to do their jobs well, to deliver services effectively to their customers, who they see as their customers. And I think there is similar in private sector, a growing understanding that as those services become increasingly digital, it's exactly the same dynamic. We have engagement factors too. And for us to be successful in delivering the services that the citizens and the taxpayers want to deliver, we need to do this right. Now, I think that one of the more interesting dynamics and challenges with with public sector is more about how you get this sort of departmental drive. And while there are certainly business units and subsidiaries and multinationals that mimic this sort of departmental type of thing, It is a dynamic where the CIO of each individual department has a specific charter and the audience could be quite significantly different. So those are unique. But again, I want to kind of be positive because one of the things that we're seeing sort of happening in public sector, which I would argue is probably ahead of private sector, is this notion of what we could call like a shared service type of digital design function. So, you know, we've certainly seen this happening in the United Kingdom, in the U.S. federal government. There's something called 18F. In Australia, there's the Digital Transformation Agency. And so these are investments being made at the highest level of government to provide some type of overarching digital design support that flows into the departments. And how that's done varies by different governments for different reasons. But, you know, I think, again, the public sector should realize that there are advances happening in that area, which you could 
really call best practice, certainly relative to some of the stuff we're seeing in the private sector. Well, that's definitely encouraging. If that's the case then, what do you think is holding our CIOs back from completely embracing the concepts of digital design? Where are they finding the challenges and the stumbling blocks? Yeah, look, the thing is that digital design, as we mentioned, it's a process, right? So if I can come back to those five phases that I was talking about, you know, discovery observations that we have, synthesis, prototype, construct, and refine, what should kind of become apparent, hopefully, is that what the IT department does really well today is that construct phase. There really is no observation or discovery activities happening. There is very little, if any, synthesis in, in the way that we see it operating in best practice. For example, looking at the way digital design agencies would say do programs for marketing departments or that type of stuff. Prototyping, again, a very poorly done, if done at all. And refinement, again, some questions there. So what we're getting at here is that if we look at this process, you can't go to an established IT organization with the existing staff doing the existing activities within the existing process and say, hey, everybody, ding, 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 we're now going to be doing this digital design thing. You have to do this significant extension expansion of processes. There are going to be people that you need with very specific skills that don't exist in the IT organization. Ethnographers, for example, are a really good example of this. So the reason why CIOs are having the struggle is they're starting to realize what this thing is. They're starting to realize why you have to do it. And as they're becoming aware of this, they're going, holy smokes, this is actually a really significant investment. There are staffing issues. I got process design issues. I have got culture change issues. And culture is a huge factor here because the design culture is very, very different from an engineering culture. And all of these things have to be done. It just depends on the organization. There are some organizations that we deal with where the CEO gets it, right? We need to do digital design. And you see these sort of like significant investments being made by those types of organizations. But most, the vast majority of organizations have a similar growing awareness of the need to do this across the CEO and other major stakeholders, but not enough that they're going to say to the CIO, here is a significant pot of money, right? Or we're giving you significant runway to be able to transform your own organization. What they're saying is, yeah, it looks like you're going to have to do that. Go for it, right? So the CEO's got these huge factors, and they need to do it incrementally. And that's really the challenge at the end of the day is how do you sort of foster, establish, sustain, figure out how to connect these different things and be able to turn digital design into that enterprise class digital business capability that we're talking about. But in reality, Brian, this is a process. And if it is a case that IT traditionally haven't had these skills or currently don't have the skills, why do they all need to sit in IT? Why can't you have the experts come in and do a piece and then go away? That's the way IT traditionally has done everything. 
somebody comes in, they give them the spec and off they go and build it. I get the mm-hmm. fact that you need to prototype and test, but why can't that, yep. um, that observation and that understanding be done by somebody different? And maybe it is the marketing team. Maybe it is the customer experience team. Why does it make sense that it needs to be, for use of a better word, a digital design center, one place? Yeah, look, so let's be clear here. Nobody would argue for a distributed capability around an organization that all works wonderfully and seamlessly together, right? And if that's the type of organization CIO is working in, distributing some of the capability and interacting and sharing, hey, that is fantastic. Nobody's going to argue with that. The thing is that that's not necessarily a reality for most organizations. And as you're kicking something new off, like digital design, sometimes you need to start off by having a clear area of ownership and allowing the capability to be able to establish. Then we could start to figure out about more complex organization structures and this type of stuff. But let me come back to a couple of important points inherent in that. First of all, there is already a significant amount of digital design going on today, massive amount of digital design, and it's not being done by the IT department. It is being done by outside digital design agencies, and it's usually being driven off the back of a customer or public sector citizen-facing initiative. So this is a marketing department's budget. More of that budget is being directed to digital, They look at the IT department, they go, you guys don't know how to deliver engagement, so we're going to go out to these agencies and get them to do the work, right? So that's where we see the digital design effort going on today. By the way, it's interesting in my conversations with many of these agencies, one of the things that they're noting is that there is a significant shift of their business towards internal-facing initiatives, not customer or external. That's still there as a majority of their business, but there is definitely a very fast growth rate on internal-facing projects. So that's already being done, and there is no reason why a organization, a CIO, cannot continue to work with outside digital agencies. The problem is that the need to have digital design, you could clearly argue that it's the vast majority IT systems that you're dealing with. If a system has a human being that's going to interact with it, you can make an argument you need digital design. So the problem is if all you're doing is going to outside agencies, this becomes very expensive very fast. There are complications with supplier management. Some are good, some are not so good. You can have a significant mess in terms of information architectures, unrealized assets because there's no coordination between these different suppliers. So at some point, you have to start to bring things into some sort of center of gravity. And again, you can have a digital design team within an enterprise and still work with agencies, but in a very different way and in a coordinated fashion. So I think that's what's driving a lot of what we would call the insourcing of digital design. It's this realization. Now, The one other point I'd want to make is if we are starting to recognize that we need to in-source digital design, then the question comes to where should this sit? Now, I feel strongly 
that IT is the natural place that this needs to fit. Now, we can talk maybe in a second about the chief digital officer if that comes up, but one of the challenges is that if, for example, we vest a digital design capability within a marketing organization or a customer-facing, citizen-facing group, whatever it might be, the challenge is going to be for the HR manager. The HR manager is going to start to say, well, I need this digital design capability for these important systems that are central to our digital workplace initiative. And they'll go knock on the door of the chief marketing officer, and that individual will say, well, I'm sorry, but these resources are within my organization, and my organization is about customer-facing outcomes. So what choice does the HR manager have but either to then go shop out for outside agencies or recreate the capability within his or her department? So if we have this within the IT organization, the debate shifts from hiring people in pockets to how do we effectively utilize or make decisions about the utilization of limited resources. So it forces a conversation about priorities instead of having a conversation about staffing and departmental type of stuff and all of those sort of, I should say, less than ideal outcomes. So the CIO really is, I would say, the natural center of gravity for all of this to occur. It's interesting that you raise the point of the CDO and the fact that by having it in the CIO space that it's a resource that could be used by everyone. Why not then have Mm -hmm. it as its own area reporting to a CDO that has responsibility Mm. across the organization? Do you think that's something that as digital design matures, as systems get more digitally centric, that we will start to see perhaps a, a new business unit that will be the digital business unit? Yeah, to me, that's one of the most fascinating questions. And we see leading organizations really starting to think deeply about what this means in terms of the future of the IT organization and, you know, the future of design as a function for the organization as a whole. Let me just take a step back because let's just talk quickly about this chief digital officer, the CDO here, because I think there are a set of conditions that need to exist before any organization can realistically think about vesting a digital design capability, a digital design team under that individual. Now, the first thing is there are a number of CDOs that have a remit that really comes from the marketing side of things, right? So what I'm getting at here is we can have a chief marketing officer, then we peel out a chief digital officer, but the primary focus of the chief digital officer is still very much customer-facing. If you have that type of situation, then, as I mentioned before, this is not optimal to put design under the CDO because it's going to be the same issue and dynamic for the human resources manager, right? Now, if you have the CDO that's vested for a digital business or digital transformation effort across the whole of the organization, okay, that is a more interesting proposition. Now, the other question is whether or not there's a willingness to be able to vest the headcount under the CDO, because sometimes CDOs are similar to like an innovation center function, right, that they do things up to a certain point in order to spin the responsibility back out to the business unit for final execution. 
But remember, when we talk about digital design, we're talking about design doing. Something has to come out of the process. So that line of responsibility needs to be crystal clear, again, before we vest under the CDO. But if those conditions are there, and I've certainly spoken to organizations that have created that type of CDO function, and what happens is the CDO and the CIO work very, very closely together. You know, one particular financial services organization I remember up in Singapore, we kicked off a conversation with the CDO and the CIO together in the room, talking about how best that they work together to get shared outcomes, right? So that is a perfectly viable approach to be taking. Where it gets interesting is, say we don't have a CDO, but we have a forward-looking CIO. As you start to develop and build and scale out this digital design capability, there are really interesting ways that we can think about what the function and the purpose of an IT organization is moving forward. Let me give you an example. There was a CIO of one of the large universities in Latin America that I spoke to. The individual came in. They had a, just a lot of block and tackle operational problems. And over the course of about two to three years, he had done a really, really good job in terms of getting to the point of operational excellence. So much so that the vice chancellor said to the CIO, okay, you tell me where do you want to go personally? What do you want to do with this job? What do you want to do with your career? I want to give you that opportunity. The CIO said, look, here's what I want to do. I essentially want to peel out a separate digital design function. So he then became this sort of, and I don't want to say it was a CDO because it was something a little bit more nuanced and deeper than that. But he surfaced this thing up and it said, look, we're going to take responsibility for the overall set of interactions and design obligations for the university as a whole, where digital is a core part of what we do. We surface those skills up out of the IT organization. And then what happens to the IT organization is it is primarily what we call an infrastructure and services operation, right? So the key thing is this department is building up a set of enterprise capabilities exposed as services, API calls, and the responsibility of the design organization that he led is to drive forward with as much possible being human-centric and in seeing these services as the pool of capabilities that they would leverage and integrate, coordinate in order to be able to create great experience outcomes for their students, for their administrators, and for their academics. So I think we're going to see more of this type of really interesting transformation in thinking about what the IT organization is. The key point is that digital design, when we really start to get into it, is a lot more than simply just getting systems that people want to use. It's something much deeper in terms of what the IT department is ultimately doing for the organization. What must the IT organization do for the broader organization when it comes to digital design? Gardner EXP Senior Executive Partner Rachel Ratcliffe and Research Vice President Brian Prentice join us again on Gartner ThinkCast to round out their discussion. Until then, check out our other Gartner ThinkCast conversations at gartner.com slash podcasts, plus the Gartner webinars at gartner.com slash webinars. For Gartner ThinkCast, I'm Scott Smith. Thanks for listening.